this is well of course i'm your host abhishek and with me are our experts neel ghosh and satyapratha dash guys say hello hey guys hello hello everyone i'm really glad we met uh, today because uh, we wanted to record it uh, just after the finals and it's not too far before the memories fade away and we have a great talk lineup so actually i think this is good that we are meeting after a while after the final because all the discussions and debates about and what ifs regarding the final have kind of settled now and everybody has accepted the reality and eventuality that england are the world cup champions congratulations dada yeah congratulations <laughs> Now that finally, uh, even I would like to congratulate the English fans, especially because they have waited for long after three final losses, and uh, uh, it's great. It had to be. It's a, a good and fitting ending. Ending, in my opinion, they have played well since the 2015 exit in uh, the league stages. lost to bangladesh and it reminds me 2007 how we failed we lost to bangladesh as well which costed us the world cup even we didn't qualify in the knockout stage like england this time uh, england last time and then uh, there was a world cup coming up at home 2011 and now 2019 and we won and england won as well and it was a great uh, preparation since last 4 years i was just watching one of the videos that they shot in ecb where morgan explains how the team was transformed but the good thing is ecb had trust on him i mean a lot of team would have probably changed a lot of things left right center like they did in 2007 world cup as well dropped a lot of veterans and brought new guys so uh, it was a good end to them although it was a very less of a margin that we can talk about later i actually don't want to talk about it because everybody knew the role when they were chasing and there was a lot of controversy that we might want to talk about how people think but it was a great ending so today uh, even though you do not want to talk i'll just give a small update that the umpires today considered that they made an error and uh, they should have not given two runs when they ran but one run so but yeah again, yeah that I, is- i've been hearing about it even Dharm- it was dharmasena right yes it is dharmasena Yes, uh, yes, I know. Is I think that's it's good to call out that uh, what was right and what was wrong. But yeah. in the history that it has happened, that umpire haven't even called it out. There has been a lot of unfair results, and umpires have done it wrong. Uh, in fact, against the rules sometimes. But the thing is, uh, there is a lot of what if scenario that that can happen. Let's say they had they would have given it correctly. and then england would have known their actual target or new zealand would have known what to need it and they could have improvised the game uh, after that i mean there is no point exactly so there is no point taking the runs out after it when they did not know on the contrary about the tide i have uh, written a blog post about it just recently i'll probably add it in this link don't it's purely my opinion i know a lot of people don't think that way the point of the tie was the point of controversy was why number of fours were the deciding point the thing is it was known up front as abhishek you had you would have pointed multiple times that it can be changed afterwards not beforewards 
the only thing which is fair for the players is to tell them up front which was known to all the teams and when new zealand were chasing they knew that 15 is a losing total 16 is the winning total and they would have played like that i mean they definitely played for the win but it didn't happen and uh, the game was awarded to england even england were knew that how much to defend that's how the fielding maneuvers were doing that's how the planning was being done in the last over so as long as the rules are clear up front i don't really have a problem with it it's a strange game it's a sport and somebody has to be winner because joint winner like a lot of people are suggesting it's really a weird thing you don't want to really write the history in such a way that there's a joint winner there has been a lot of deserving teams that doesn't hasn't won the world cup because of some one match or a knockout game lose and uh, but still there is a winner and just because somebody is well deserved and equally deserving team you don't that doesn't mean you share the world cup new zealand definitely deserves this like two weeks ago we were saying that they just uh, qualified using uh, riding on their luck over pakistan now we suddenly have a problem if they don't win due to the same cause it's luck again that went against new zealand right Neil, I have a very uh, certain belief that if you applied for UK citizenship now, you will definitely get. Yes, <laughs> particularly the number of times he told we so on Jaffer boycott. So I was reading a book by Shashi Tharoor on uh, its titled "Era of Darkness," and it's about why UK should pay reparations to all its colonies. And uh, in one sentence, he mentions that. one of the noted anglophiles is neeraj sri choudhary and he is also from bengal so i guess uh, it is a common trait that is coming yeah when uh, yeah uh, when uh, there are people who never even been to manchester but support manchester united say we won the game that is not a problem and that's very strange for me also how people support a, sm- a club from a city being in a different country but uh i was just talking from the perspective of england team that's why we was the natural pronoun to use absolutely absolutely, absolutely. no no uh, need of any explanation we wholly understand <laughs> we hearty so uh, satya so there have been too many neil just mentioned that too many ifs and buts and the rules were definitely up front what do you think i just want to t- there have been multiple opinions i mean uh, harsha bhokle and his father they uh, have got uh, different difference of opinion on this that what would be a good tie breaker so coincidentally the same day uh, the world cup final was happening the other mega final was happening at wimbledon and it went to the tie breaker and finally uh, djokovic won yep so give me uh, one good rule for tie breaker which should cricket can adopt <laughs> a good might Yeah, my cricket for notification. It, it is it has got most irritating sound that I have heard, but I am also too lazy to change it. Did you put an alert? Did you put an alert every time there is a keyword called Shreyasha here? You will get notified till the selection is confirmed. I thought you put uh, some kind of uh, grand announcement, kind uh, of grand alarm kind of thing that when I will I when I will get to speak for the first time on the podcast, it will be. announced by your music <laughs> wish i could do all these things <laughs> i mean see tennis uh, is absolutely a beautiful game from rules point of view as well as the game watching point of view right so i think 
we are known from cricket point of view we are known to play uh, play long games we have five day games we have got 50 over games i mean uh, and we used to play the 60 over one days so definitely i think we can afford one more super over i think uh, uh, and particularly the way this time this world cup was played for over one and a half months so many matches people i mean each one playing against uh, everyone so the best four teams going to the semi final and then you just decide based on number of boundaries okay i understand the rule was clear it was i mean everyone knew it what's going to happen but still i think a fair way at to say is that give them one more super over and just like what happens in tennis i mean in fifth set if it is i mean 6 6 then you have to win uh, with a margin of 2 so and if it is 12 again and then again comes the second uh, tie breaker uh, but here at least i think uh, one more super over in my opinion would be a little bit more fair way of judging who could be the winner I mean, one could go on and on, like super over after super over. I know it's we have a lot of time, but with all probability, do you really think that it will be again another tie? At least, if then it is happening, maybe you can check number of boundaries or any another weird rule that cricket can invent. But I think definitely one more super over should not be a big issue. Yeah, in so it's in my opinion, I have a problem with the. deciding with number of fours but my point is they have to set a target and they did set a target 15 or 16 somebody has to win or to separate the winner from the losers i mean the runners up now it has happened in the past they have reduced number of overs because of slow bowling rate because of rain duckworth lewis don't get me started about it so they always have to set a target and once you set a target it's a clear choice you win or lose and it's unfortunate that they ended up being on on the target which is just behind the line so they had to draw a clear line and that's what they have done in the final even in tennis in football i think after it is uh, tied you do a sudden death in football penalties and in tennis back to back two sets i mean after playing two and half hours just losing two back to back points is again i don't think is super fair either so the difference here so neil the first thing that uh, nobody is now questioning with england's victory mm. i also I, i have always said that they won fair and square the rules were stupid and one team was on the wrong side of the rules that is fine now the comparison with the football is not fair because when it happens in the sudden death the, there is no relation between the play in the sudden death with the play that has happened earlier like bowl out yeah so bowl out was a weird thing it was too much fun to watch and i loved it when india defeated pakistan and probably it is too much like uh, a shootout in penalties in both hockey and football so the difference here again with the number of boundaries and either bowl out or sudden death is that it is only that small piece of game that is being considered for the decision making then there is no concept of what you did uh, when you playing in the entire match earlier because if you see uh, the boundaries rule is actually very stupid I mean, I do not know how they agreed. I wonder if the teams really consider these things because what happens if it rains and the outfield becomes slow, or it was slow earlier and then it, the sun came out and it became fast during the second half. So that rule is essentially stupid. There is no fault of England here that they got advantage of that rule. But yes, that rule must be appended now. I just have one question, right? 
So this number of boundaries is it uh, on the actual match or it is actually in the super over itself? No, in the match. Okay. And yes, let me give you one more uh, info there. So if they had the same number of boundaries in the match as well, then they would have considered the number of ball. I mean the index of the ball. If we talk in terms of array, the index of ball on which they scored a boundary. So the team which scored boundary on the later index would have won. And this is stupid. This this is actually the things which cricket can come up. I just don't understand. I mean, so I do not know if you guys read this or not. After the World Cup, the ICC met and they made two decisions. One of them was obviously uh, cancelling Zimbabwe cricket, and the second was, which I feel is a little weird, that in case of uh, slow over rate, the players, the captain is not going to be suspended for a match or two. Yeah. The players are going to lose the points. What do you guys think? I mean, I feel that they are reducing the quantum of punishment here. Do you guys agree with that? So what exactly do they mean when they say that players will lose points? This is on their ICC ranking points. Wow, man, this is again funny. I thought that they also have a point system against players who abuse or who uh, who are in the wrong side of the discipline, right? So, and after a certain point, they get suspended. I thought at least, okay, those sort of points would be there. So we talk enough about the final. Uh, let's get closer home and something that hurts a little bit more. India's loss to New Zealand in the semi-final. So Abhishek, you tell. What do you think about it? So as you guys uh, would be aware by now, that my policy in case of sports is that if India is winning, enjoy, be happy, celebrate, cheer. If India is losing, then be more philosophic, philosophical about it and say, hey, it's just a game. Somebody will win and somebody will lose. <laughs> so when India were five, uh, three on five, I actually became philosophical. And uh, But when India were like 218 or something, then I was like, oh God, now we should win. That was my reaction to that game. And yes, again, there were too many ifs and buts, what if scenarios with respect to Dhoni's uh, batting order. That was stupid. I think Ravi Sastri was drunk. He just thought he, I, I mean, he, I think, pre-poned his drinking session. <laughs> he thought that we would win. So <laughs> he was already two bottles down and <laughs> suddenly three wickets fell down. So he was not sure what he would be doing. Did you guys see the picture where somebody probably photoshopped the bottles in the <laughs> team picture where Sastri was sitting? Yeah, I, I actually got fooled by that picture once. Mm. I thought ki, uh, this can't be true. How could they be so careless? And then I actually found out the real picture. And Ravi Sastri, if you listen to our podcast, please don't take it seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't. <laughs> it's okay. He's not Gautam Gambhir, okay? He's not an MP of somewhere. <laughs> Neil, did you watch that match? I did because uh, that's on the contrary of final and semi-final, I was actually watching India New Zealand. I was actually watching in the office and they had a great preparation celebration and when it was washed out first day, <laughs> people were like, oh, the, especially the facilities team, oh, we have to give all over again, the pizza, the arrangements and everything. <laughs> but second day, it was a very less... Uh, enthusiasm as compared to it and after some time when the back-to-back wicket fell down it was utter silence in the whole thing especially when the review were taken the only relief was the review was retained uh, i think it was rohit sharma i guess about india's loss i think uh, i already talked about it earlier uh, 
the problem, the only problem I saw in India's uh, lineup was the number four, five, six. After the top three is back in the pavilion, especially Dhawan gone now, uh, it was up to the small innings players like the Jadavs, the Dhonis, and the Pandyas. They are a good T20 player or a good player in case the target is somewhere like 100 runs to win. But somebody who can take the innings all the way, uh, it's probably Dhoni, but I don't know Dhoni 2019 coming up the order would have helped or not. It's a different thing altogether. 2011 was different. One interesting thing is, be it the top run scorers, top 10 run scorers, top 10 wicket takers or uh, top 10 bowling average, there will be only one Indian either at the top or even bowling somewhere in the fifth or sixth. There's no one from India. That basically shows how the teams are composed and how many players the team relied on. There, in India, it's probably top one performer, Jasprit Bumrah in the bowling and batting, Rohit Sharma, nobody really making it to the top. That was probably the difference. Even probably New Zealand, uh, in the league stage, there were only one or two players who played well. But come semi-final and final, Jimmy Nisham and the other players chipped in and they made it to the final stages. I think that was probably the difference between India and the other teams. I agree India finished at the top, but you are vulnerable to one knockout match when you have a team composition or the performance stats like this. Yeah, and the way I see, okay, I mean, I would not go too much into the stats, but I do agree with you. But I think uh, the two reasons why India lost was always that middle order, which we have craved enough, actually. So, I mean, the number four particularly, I would... And anyway, you told Kedar Jada, but Jada was not playing on that match. But it was uh, Dinesh Karthik, rather. So, Dinesh Karthik is also very much in Kedar Jada mold only. He, uh, so, again, I mean, so that person was clear weakness. And it was... We just went to this World Cup with an open wound. And just it's our top order was playing so well that this, I mean, wound was getting covered. But uh, I mean, it was bound to happen one match. And uh, unfortunately, it happened on that day. So top three goes cheaply. And then, I mean, that was, it, it was supposed to happen. I mean, it had to happen one day. So unfortunately, it happened that day. And the second thing was the team selection also on that particular day. Forget the batting order. We know how it is. But bowling, I also felt that instead of Dinesh Karthik, they should have played. I mean, anyway, Jadeja was playing, but they had to pick Shami because the ball was doing really a lot in the first half. I think Sami would have been handful. If we could have got some more early wickets and Taylor would have come a little bit early, you never know what would have happened. The team selection has always been fickle from this team management. Yeah, I totally agree about the fickle team selection. We told, talked about it, right? We uh, brought someone, then sent the same guy. I think I think India did bowl well in the semi-final. 240 is a decent target. Yeah. They didn't bowl well towards the end. That is true. And uh, Ross Taylor capitalized. And the, this has been the forte of New Zealand. If you see, Ken Williams and Ross Taylor were really playing slow. Uh, I mean, uh, at some point of time, even I started blaming well, why he is playing like that. I mean, this is not a fair semi-final, but even New Zealand fans wouldn't be happy. But if you see, while everybody said it's a 320 pitch, 350 pitch, Kane Williamson had that vision. We need to get to a total with the least number of wickets. And there was rain. And at any point of time during it was raining and Duckworth Lewis was favoring New Zealand thanks to the same two guys who kept their wicket in hand. 
and it was really amazing to see how far-fetched Ken Williamson is. And I really like the games were low scoring. The semi-final and final really at 250 games. And that's how I have appreciated one-day games to be. And it was really fun watching low scoring matches. I think that is something that uh, even the uh, organizers, organizers had not anticipated because before the World Cup started, we were like, okay, these pitches are going to be 300 and 400. England might score 500 against somebody, some weak team. Yeah. And uh, ultimately, uh, the World Cup became about tight matches. I won't say low scoring matches. There were some high scoring matches as well. And there were some mid mid sized scores, but tight matches. Both teams competed well. I think the uh, one match that changed the whole tournament on its head was that Sri Lanka England game where Sri Lanka defeated England. Yeah. India, if England had won that match against Sri Lanka, I think about a dozen odd matches which followed that match would have been dead rubbers. Right. But that one game opened the tournament like anything. At the IPL like uh, excitement that okay, who is going to go up? What is the point? Uh, what is the points table doing like? If this guy defeats that guy, and then what happens? All those permutations, combinations, expectations, everything came into picture just because of that one. So I th I'm thinking Sri Lanka should also get some special award there. <laughs> so uh, the World Cup has ended. If I ever to ask you one, only one player, do not give me a list of performances, but one player who was for you the player of the tournament, who would it be? Neil? No idea. I, 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 I agree with Ken Williamson, what they have chosen to be. I know there were a lot of talks about Rohit Sharma or Saqib al Hassan. But I think you need to see the impact. He was a captain. He single-handedly won some of the matches. And finally, the team got along and uh, went to the final. I think I, I would agree with Kane Williamson. Uh, no credits taken from Saki and Fantastic player, but the, their team. The fact is their team did not make it to the semis. Okay, Satya? Saki so, I mean, he, he single-handedly carried his team. I mean, along with Muspikar, he played some good innings. But uh, from the impact point of view, with the bowling, with batting, almost in every match against every team, he stood his own ground. And uh, he was the reason why Bangladesh had even the slightest of chance. So, I, I think just as a player point of view, right? I mean, I, I think he had a massive impact here. And no one would take Bangladesh as minnows anymore. So, and Shakib is a big reason for that. So, Shakib. Yeah, even I will go, will go with Shakib because as a player, if we see his performances, he performed against every team, against every uh, position, against all the world's best bowlers, world's best batsmen. And he did well for his team. I mean, his team may not have qualified. They were also probably unlucky, they will say at some point, but fine. That's a part of part and parts of the game. But as a player, he was uh, heads and shoulders above everybody else in his team and plus many of the other fancied players. And he was the reason why we earned some of the money in Dream 11. So, <laughs> Oh man, don't talk about Dream 11. I ended up losing everything. So for those of you who don't know yet, uh, you should start listening to our podcast to know this. Satya is a very, very keen observer of uh, under-19s, India A, and even the 
domestic domestic uh, tournaments and he keeps track of all the upcoming players and uh, he aims to replace msk prasad one day very soon so uh, his favorite shreyas ayer has been inducted into the indian team that is going to tour west indies very soon shreyas ayer makes his entry in both odi as well as t20 team satya congratulations thank you thank you guys <laughs> yeah i'm really so so happy for him i mean and following as you just now said i'm following the uh, domestic matches i know how hard it is for the guys they would play in some of the most uh, trickiest pitches and uh, with almost nil coverage and very bad umpiring in most of the matches and then uh, viewers like me will also have to tolerate uh, uh, who are those commentators the like uh, vivek rasdan and all <laughs> uh, it's like uh, we it's hard work it's really hard work to play cricket as well as for uh, for the viewers to follow them but uh, i mean shreyas sir has been prolific in uh, i mean he has been the captain of mumbai he won then the vijay hazare trophy he wa- he was also the captain of one of those india a india b uh, and there also he scored a fantastic 147 or 148 he was a captain of delhi capitals so almost delhi capitals made it through this time so and uh, basically he uh, he also played some very handy innings in uh, ranji trophy actually one particular knock which i really liked was he was playing this a tournament uh, in new zealand so he scored a lot of runs over there also he just comes he lands in india and he straight away come, goes to a ranji match so no jet lag and all that thing and he scores some 180 runs in 136 137 delivery against baroda when hardik pandya was also playing so hardik pandya pandya was coming after the after that injury right so he literally smashed everyone so 180 130 a six deliveries in a five day match or a four day match with some 10 or 11 sixes on that day so i mean he it's actually uh, he i would say that uh, he got it quite late but okay it's fine clap 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 <laughs> i do not have uh, much opinion on the selection itself because there have been already a lot of talks and as long as uh, the viewers are happy <laughs> to see their favorite players i think it should be a good game again but i'm sure still not sure why kedar jadhav is there and what is he doing didn't we see enough of him in the world cup and we know that okay he would not anyway he would not fit into 2023 what is he still doing i think someone is uh, kedar jadhav is someone's favorite <laughs> <laughs> so just to revisit the topic again i mean is look at how calm kane williamson and morgan was even morgan went up to say that hey it's not a fair win uh, yes we won but uh, we probably won up in a better way even uh, ben stokes uh, raised his hands up in the heat of the moment you don't really do these things but as soon as he hit the ball uh, hit the ball hit his bat and went to the boundary he raised his bat to say i'm sorry yeah, i don't yeah, really i don't support. see a lot of uh, these young cricketers doing it uh, yeah. especially at the heat of the moment Correct, correct. The sportsmanship was of a different level altogether. Yeah, I mean, hands up to both English and New Zealand players. Yeah. So basically, everybody came out smelling of roses except the ICC, which had this rule uh, in the first place. Everybody played well, but somebody was unlucky. That's it. So this was it uh, from us 
today. And uh, if you're not following us on Twitter, please follow us at Coursewell. That is C-O-U-R-S-E-W-E-L-L. Talk to us, give us feedback, tell us more things on which you want us to talk about or uh, any other thing, any other uh, communication that you want to have with us, please, uh, you are warm. You are welcome to talk to us on Twitter. Absolutely. We'll try to keep the social media channels active as well. And we've been, uh, it has been a very, very busy last two months uh, watching all the cricket. Hopefully there will be new uh, stuff uh, in the next episode, especially a lot of uh, tours coming up. And uh, see you on the other side. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Oh, he's got it. Oh, he's got it.